Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. In my last episode, 188, I talked about what Neville means and what it means to me to keep the Sabbath relative to particular desires. Today, I'm going to share a few stories that are uh, good examples of resting easy, resting in the knowledge that a wish is fulfilled, keeping the Sabbath or living in the end. The Bible details the story of creation. God created everything in the universe those first six days. Then he saw that it was good and he said, hey, this is good. And then he rested. <laughs> he rested for the seventh. He took a break. Well, that's what I used to think, that God was tired. He needs the Sabbath. He needs to stop and relax. Later, the Bible says we are to do no work on the Sabbath. And that's in remembrance of that day that God rested, the seventh day. The creation story didn't really end on the sixth day like I was taught. He didn't stop creation and then rested on the seventh or on the Sabbath because he was done. No, that's all symbolism. Creation is complete after the seventh day, the Sabbath. After I imagine my wish fulfilled, I rest in the knowledge, the knowing that it's done. I do no work to make it happen. No more wondering about, did I do the scene right? What else do I need to do to make this happen? I'm not saying we don't take action, but our actions always come from the state we're in. If I'm still in the state of lacking the thing I want, then I'm thinking of it and my actions are still geared toward trying to make it happen. You see the difference? When I'm in the state of my wish fulfilled, like in it, seeing the world from it, any actions are coming from that new state, that new perspective. My wish is fulfilled. Now, everything I'm doing is from this state. I've imagined each one of my children thriving in all ways, in health, love, finances. I've seen them thriving and seen the smiles on their faces. And I'm keeping the Sabbath relative to each and every one of my kids and their significant others. No matter what news I hear from them about relationships or money, jobs, car accidents, I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm living in the end, seeing them as I want them to be, as I know they want to be. Uh, speaking of children, my 20-year-old son called me last Sunday telling me that he had gotten in a car crash. He had just bought the car maybe a month ago, brand new, beautiful car. And I could hear how frantic he was as he told me he was in an accident. He said he was heading north on the highway when a car pulled out of a parking lot on the right side. My son said he tried avoiding the other car but couldn't get out of the way. And the Cadillac came out of that parking lot and hit him so hard that it spun my son's car around 180 degrees into oncoming traffic. He was okay though, and he's okay now. One of my other sons and I hopped in our car and drove out to the scene of the crash. We even beat the police there. Once the police got there, 
they spoke to my son and the other driver. And that's when we learned that the elderly man driving the Cadillac was insisting that my son hit him. Well, that was just absurd, in my opinion, based on the location of the damages on the vehicles. And we had video from a nearby convenience store showing the direction my son was going. But the officer said he couldn't decide who's at fault because there were no eyewitnesses. So he said, you have to duke it out with the insurance companies. Well, my son was worried, anxious, because he, now he doesn't have a car and his brand new beautiful car was damaged. And anxious because now he's thinking maybe his insurance, which is my insurance, <laughs> will have to pay for his car. And he'll have an at-fault accident. You know, if you've ever had an, anything dealing with your car, you start wondering, how's this going to affect my insurance rates? Do I have to pay the deductible? All those things. I assured him that everything was going to work out perfectly. Well, a few days go by, and he still hadn't heard back from the insurance company of the other driver, the other driver's insurance company. And my son continued to voice his concern to me. He was frustrated. This was on a Thursday when I did this. I told him not to worry. I said, the claims adjuster for the other company will call you Monday and accept responsibility for the crash. Don't worry about it over the next few days. This is how it's going to play out. And then after he walked off, I imagined hearing my son's voice telling me that the adjuster called and said they're paying for the claim, that they're paying for all damages. And that was on a Thursday. I kept the Sabbath for the next few days. Even when I heard my son complaining about the crash and the lack of contact from the insurance company, I knew what I had heard in imagination, and I knew that was the reality, and it must be exactly as I had heard it. Well, today is that Monday. <laughs> this morning, my son sent me a screenshot of his text conversation with the adjuster. She texted him telling him that liability was not clear and advised him to go ahead and open a claim on his own insurance policy. Well, that's not what I had planned. When I read that text, that screenshot from my son, I wasn't shocked or disappointed or worried. I knew what I had heard back several days before, and I knew that must happen. It doesn't matter what the adjuster's saying in that text. Well, several minutes later, my son walks into the bedroom to tell me that the adjuster just called him and said they've accepted liability, that the other driver is no longer disputing the facts of the accident, and they're getting started on paying for the repairs and for a rental car while his car is in the shop. It worked out perfectly. Now, this other story comes from my sister. I've mentioned her before. I've mentioned her more often than you realize because I don't always say that the woman I'm talking about is my sister. She is an amazing woman. She has nine children, and she loves each and every one of them so much. She's just, well, I wish you could meet her because she's just wonderful. Anyway, this happened a couple of weekends ago. She and her family attended a wedding in another state. And once they got back to the hotel after the wedding, she realized she'd lost an earring. Now, these earrings are very special to her. She says it's her favorite pair. They were a gift from our mother years ago. 
And now, back at the hotel, no way to find it. She was certain she lost it at the wedding venue somewhere. She had walked all over the property, even along a river at the wedding venue. So the earring could be anywhere. And while at the hotel that day, after she realized she had lost it, she even went online and tried finding a replacement through the place our mother had gotten them. But she couldn't find them. They didn't have those earrings any longer. Later that day, she thought, why am I upset? It will turn up. And she kept the Sabbath. She went on through the day without worrying about it any longer. She was living in the end. She knew it would turn up. Now, my sister tells me that when they were packing up or loading up the van after the wedding, one of her kids must have dropped a bag of rice in her purse. One of those little bags of rice you throw at weddings. And some rice had spilled out. So the following day, she decided uh, to clean out the purse. So she turned the purse upside down to dump the rice out and out plopped the earring. Now, at first she thought, maybe that's the earring I didn't lose. So she ran back to her jewelry and found that that earring was still there. So the one that fell out of her purse was the missing earring. (laughs) She tells me, There's no way it could have fallen into her purse while she was at the wedding because she had left the purse in the van the whole time they were at the venue. She didn't take it with her into the wedding. My sister kept the Sabbath. She lived in the end of her wish fulfilled. She didn't even stop to imagine a little scene or wonder what she should do. She decided. She made a decision No need to be upset because it will turn up. And she didn't worry about it or go back to the wedding venue to search the property. That little decision was an imaginal act. She shifted her state of consciousness right there from worrying about it and believing in the loss of that earring to deciding, no, it'll turn up. I know it will. And the next day, cleaning out the purse, There's the earring. My sister knows the power of faith, of loyalty to unseen reality. I've mentioned her before and how she cleared $90,000 of debt within a year. And I'm excited to talk to her. Every time I talk to her, she has some other wonderful story to share with me. I love her so much. It's okay to have thoughts of Oh, gosh, you know what I'm talking about. Those moments of, oh, your stomach tightens up. And you start to wonder, did I do it right? Why am I still seeing the facts as they were before I imagined something differently? I'm certainly not 100% on keeping the Sabbath, living in the end. But when I notice I'm not, I don't give up. I know imagining creates reality, so I am not going to spend any time imagining that I'm not succeeding. And when I notice I'm imagining I'm not succeeding, that I'm having these thoughts of doubt and worry, I imagine something differently. And just by realizing I'm doing it, I'm becoming aware, aware of awareness, my true self. I'm aware of the thoughts. I'm imagining there's a problem. 
I am not the thoughts, and I am not the problem, and neither are you. You are not the problem. Your true self can have no problems. All problems are imagined. And there's no desire too large or too small. Know that every desire comes from the God within. And with that desire, each and every one of them comes its fulfillment. We think there's something we have to figure out. We think we have to do something like follow somebody's rules, some self-help or life coach's rules. Got to do it this way. You have to talk this way. You have to say the right words and say it like they say it because they seem successful. Don't try to say it like anyone says it. You know what you want. You know. There's no one to mimic, no one to copy, no rules to follow. And there's no thing out there and no one out there to convey your desires to. So you don't have to worry about getting a little scene just right. You can, knowing what you want, decide that you have it. How does it feel to have that right now? One more story. This just happened a few minutes ago. I was leaving to run errands and I was walking back down the stairs. And as I got closer to the first floor, I could hear a very loud noise coming from the parking garage. As I opened the door into the garage, I couldn't see a thing. It was what I thought was smoke at first, but it turned out it was dust and dirt filling the garage. I couldn't see my vehicle probably 50 feet away. It sounded like a leaf blower in there, and from the looks of it, I guessed that's what they were using to clear the garage. And I hollered at anyone that might hear me, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I noticed movement through the dust, and I found my way to two of the workers. And they said they're cleaning the garage. And I hollered back at them over the sound of the leaf blower. You can't do that while cars are in here. My car is getting filthy. <laughs> well, I couldn't get them to stop. So I hurriedly got into my vehicle and drove off. And I was irritated. Here they are getting dust all over my car, blowing everything all over the place. So I'm driving down the road and I called Kim to tell her about it, what had happened. And I hung up with her and then I, I realized what I was doing and I laughed at myself again. I remembered when I set all this in motion. Just over a month ago, I really had gotten fed up with how dirty the garage was very dirty and trash all over the place. And I imagined that the garage was cleared, that it looks great. And I totally forgot about it. I kept the Sabbath perfectly on it. <laughs> it didn't come up again in my thoughts until today. Here are these workers really getting after it and cleaning out the garage. They had to do that. They had to play their parts for the roles I wrote for them. I wanted the garage cleared, and here it was, perfectly fulfilled, even though my car got a little dusty, not as dusty as I thought it'd be. And even though I got upset at first, my wish was still fulfilled. Just relax. Seriously, don't worry about anything as far as doing something a certain way. 
You are the operant power. What do you want? Just decide what you want. How would that feel? How wonderful would that be to have that now? And let that feeling, you don't even have to ask yourself, how would I feel if I were that now? Just let the feeling of being and having that come up. It will as, you, as you're thinking about it and imagining having that thing or having that money or having that success or that partner. Let it start as a daydream. Just let it come up in your imagination and let it get clearer and clearer to you. And let that feeling of having that, that life, living that life, how does that feel? Hmm. I love you. I'm feeling twisty. 